Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, July 12, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I am Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 541 of the Biden-Harris administration. 115 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, and our Patreon is bobseskashow.com. This is uh, live. We are back. Well, live. Live on tape. We're back from vacation. You can follow Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elston on Twitter. And speaking of which, there he is. Can you say Oh. Hi. Yeah, yeah, it's recorded live, but there's a lot of editing. <laughs> oh, hi. Hey, hi. what are you doing? Hey, happy birthday, Bob. Oh, thank you, thank you. Hi. I don't know whether to be happy about that, but okay. Hi, hi, everybody. Uh, I guess we, since we've been away for a while, I should introduce us. We're, he's Bob, I'm Buzz, and we're not mad, we're just disappointed. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I heard it somewhere. Uh, I am so excited today, not just because we're back, but also because the, the January 6th hearings are back today. Yep, yep. Oh, it's a, for me, it's a, you know, it's a must-see TV. It's, it's my summer soap opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call it Days of Our Lies. <laughs> nice. That's perfect. It's good, right? Yeah. Uh, S- Steve Bannon has now totally agreed to testify for the committee. Uh, as I understand it, he's waived his right to hygiene. <laughs> Lindsey Graham has been subpoenaed by Mm -hmm. a prosecutor in Georgia, uh, but he may not be able to testify uh, for health reasons. Uh, Something about the vapors. (laughs) It's Golden Oldies Day on the Bob Sisley Show. Perfect. Uh, While we're at it, uh, kind of an unusual subpoena for Rudy Giuliani. Mm. Uh, Poor Rudy. Uh, Instead of being printed in regular ink, they printed his subpoena with black hair dye. (laughs) Don't get it wet. We're doing match game answers now. That's right. Uh, Here's how much the world has changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, The head of the U.S. Secret Service, this is true, the head of the U.S. Secret Service has resigned to run the social media app Snapchat. Uh, You're making that up. That's bullshit. No, that that is absolutely true. Okay. And with any luck, uh, Postmaster General Louis DeJoy is going to run a Six Flags. So (laughs) find these guys' jobs. Fingers crossed. So Trump now has walked away from his truth social. Mm-hmm. You know, he quit the board. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk's deal is off. He's walked away from Twitter. Uh, I'm telling you, now's the time to buy stock in MySpace. <laughs> 
Take my money, please. Uh, and British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has resigned hmm? uh, to spend more time with his hairdresser. Oh, yeah. Back from vacation with Rocky Mountain Mike. Yep. He's Trump's friend until the end, Dr. Ronnie. Takes a drink, it kind of helps him think, Dr. Ronnie. Dr. Ronnie. He's a man, Trump likes to say, he's going to privatize the VA. Watch him crash and burn, Dr. Ronnie. Well, 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 Trump's feeling fine. He's six, three ways to 39, Dr. Ronnie. Not a yeah, doctor. Rocky Mountain Mike. Rocky <laughs> MNCN Mike on Twitter. Holy shit. Yeah. Dr. Ronnie uh, was on Twitter yesterday, speaking of Twitter, and he was commenting about how Joe Biden is just Captain Vacation. Just Joe Biden's constantly on vacation, completely forgetting that Donald Trump literally spent one-fourth of his pathetic one term as president playing golf. So yeah. I just wanted to pass that along to Dr. Ronnie. I think Dr. Ronnie was uh, day drinking, maybe. There he is. Dr. Ronnie Yeah, I don't know if this is uh, Ronnie Jackson's theme song or Rudy Giuliani's theme song. We're going to use it for both. So just uh, make a note of that. Programming note. We will be multi-purposing this uh, music because it is so perfect. And Dr. Ronnie has a lot of explaining to do uh, <laughs> because the Proud Boys, there are now texts we know of uh, between the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, those, yeah. those types of characters. We have, uh, we have, we have uh, text messages from them to each other about uh, whatever you do when you get into the Capitol, protect uh, Dr. Ronnie. Really? He, he has data. And by data, they mean drugs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, could be, could yeah. be, but but uh, he, they were protecting him. The 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 violent insurrectionists, the the leaders of that violent insurrection, mm -hmm. the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, uh, were out to protect Dr. Ronnie Jackson. While they were out, to, they had a kill list, as you may have heard over the last week. Uh, you know, they had weapons stored out in the suburbs. Uh, these groups, and now we know they had explosives, including military grenades, and they were prepared to move them in and use them. And they also had in those suburban hotel rooms. A kill list. And me meanwhile, these same jokers were saying, uh, when you get in there, when you get into the Capitol, protect Dr. Ronnie. He has data we need. That's insane. Like, Isn't he it? was the one guy of all of the members of right. Congress in attendance that day. It was Ronnie Jackson who they needed to protect. Hey, look, you know, everyone's got to protect their dealer. That's the thing. I, I think they wanted to make sure he wasn't a gray area. You know, they, there were Republicans. They were they all knew they were out to protect. There were Republic. There were Democrats. They were out to kill. Yeah. Uh, and in the middle somewhere was Dr. Ronnie. And so apparently someone felt the need to point out uh, if you find him, protect him. He's an asset. He's a data asset to us. That is utterly fascinating. Well, we're going to talk more about uh, what's happening today with the 1-6 committee and what's happened over the past couple of weeks here yes. in just one second. I, I got to tell you, Buzz, I take two weeks off and suddenly America becomes a theocratic idiocracy. In, in that short span of time, I go away and now everything if goes only, to hell. <laughs> if only there'd been some clue that was coming while you uh, when know. you left for vacation. And then also Sarah Palin is back, I noticed uh, mm -hmm. the other day. Sarah Palin appeared at uh, Trump's Alaska rally. Uh, that was horrifying. <laughs> and uh, 
I forgot about the screeching and the mama grizzly shit and the uh, don't retreat reload. She was right, saying that. Right. I've read. I've done some reading that that indicates that she wants to be uh, Trump's new Mike Pence. She wants to be the running mate. Uh, should should Trump run again, which I still contend is never going to happen. Wouldn't su- well wouldn't surprise me at all. I I believe that he will run. I think he will. Yeah. I I think you're in line with uh, Hal Sparks, and you know I try not to disagree with you or Hal when when you're right. right. <laughs> but <laughs> I hope you are right in this case. I hope uh, he doesn't run, and I hope Sarah Palin. Well, Sarah Palin. You know what's going to happen? Sarah Palin's going to end up being a member of Congress. She's going to go right to the House of Representatives, and she's going to join the uh, Rodeo Clown Caucus, and that's going to be her job for the next two to infinity years. Uh, Whatever it takes to drive us batshit is how long she's going to stick around. Well, let me ask you this about this thing about Trump running, because I've read this, and I I would like your take on it. I've I've read uh, my latest indication is that uh, uh, there is no protection, but I'm hearing that Trump is now thinking about jumping into the 24 race much earlier than expected, like soon, mm-hmm. uh, for the purpose of protecting himself from prosecution. But I've read something that says it, it really wouldn't protect him from prosecution. Would it? What have you heard? What do you know about that sort of thing? It would only protect him from the perspective of appearances, optics, because then you would be right. attacking a uh, potential a Republican right. rival to Joe Biden, the president, who right. is ostensibly in charge of the Department of Justice, even though it's an independent department, uh, supposedly from the White House. Uh, uh, it would still have that extra patina, patina. of yeah. political mm-hmm. vengeance there. Let's go and in, investigate and indict our political enemy. And that's, I think he's looking I, to head that off at the pass. However, I think that if he did declare when they're kind of forecasting, which is sometime next month, uh-huh. that would put Donald Trump, an increasingly unpopular character on the Republican side, that would put Donald Trump front and center for the midterms. But we don't know. So there may be a slight upside to him declaring early. I've been itching to ask you this for days, but you were on vacation, and I tried to only write you about TV shows and (laughs) and things of little or no importance. I I didn't want to bother you about anything about the show or anything about the news. I tried to keep, you know, completely off of that, but I wanted to stay in touch. But I've been itching to ask you that question for days now. And I read over and over again, Trump's going to go early to protect himself. And how is this possible? And I finally read a piece yesterday that indicates, well, legally it, it probably isn't. Uh, and I hope that's true. And uh, anyway, that's where we are on that. The good news is you can stop sending the tweets. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people in general. You can stop tweeting to me. You can stop DMing me. You can stop sending me the emails and so on, comments on Patreon, etc. Uh-huh. I have started watching Strange New Worlds. Thank you. I'm two Thank episodes you. in. Thank and, you. And I really, really like it. Good. I, I, that's I'm right. embracing it. It's among all of the modern Star Trek shows. This is mm-hmm. a standout show, and you know why? Because it is so uh, reminiscent of what Star Trek is all about. Exactly. This is what we've been trying to tell you, and yeah. I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you're on board with this. Uh, it, you're not going to be. We, a lot of us have seen the entire season. You won't be disappointed. Uh, they will maintain that feeling. You will maintain that feeling that you have now, yeah. and you you will uh, walk away from this first season uh, hopeful that it's going to continue that. 
that way. Uh, very, well, a lot of us are very, very excited about that. And I've decided that my new radio name is going to be Anson Mount. Uh, that's oh, isn't that <laughs> a cool name? Thing. Cool name, yeah. yeah great yeah, radio name. Cool, cool name. For sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, talking about the presidency, even after state legislatures, aided by the Supreme Court, completely destroyed human rights in this country, mm-hmm. you know, human rights that existed for half a century, right. we're still paying way too much attention to 2024 at this point. I mean, there yeah, obviously I oh, totally agree. is a time and place for that. And the discussion about Trump applies directly, as, as far as I'm concerned, to the midterms and the success or failure of uh, how those turn out. But, you know, there's a lot of discussion happening right now about Joe Biden. Will he? Won't he? Who's going to run Should in his he? place? Should he? Right. What's Is mm-hmm. he too old? Et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, you talked about disappointing during your during your monologue. Uh, I'm, I'm going, Jesus, you know, we're talking about Joe Biden. We're talking about 2024 already. I bet right. most of us who are engaged in that conversation, I bet they don't know who their state legislators are. I bet they no, don't know true, who their state representative, true. their state and senators are. And that's where this conservatism, this fascist conservatism yeah. is 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 being executed right now is Absolutely. at the state level. I, I hope it's helpful. I hope some of the things that are happening are, are helpful. Uh, Biden's announcement yesterday that uh, hospitals and doctors can be fined and prosecuted for uh, refusing to perform abortions in the cases where it would save the mother's life. And it would seem to me that it gives doctors some discretion to say this was done to save the woman's life. The problem is it does, as uh, some people have pointed out, put doctors in a very precarious position because they may have a state law telling them it's absolutely illegal yeah. and the superseding federal law that says, no, if it's to save the mother's life, it's perfectly legal. So it'll be interesting to see where this headed. I know there's a lot of criticism of Biden hasn't done enough because Bob, as you know, and I know most people don't know enough about how government works yeah. to know that that isn't possible. He's already done as as much as any president can do, is able to do, nobody else in his place would be able to do anything different or better. Maybe sooner, but uh, these things take time. It's only been a couple of weeks that it took him to come out with some of these things. Some people complain about that, and and I know some people uh, may have been hurt by that delay, uh, literally. But uh, these things take time, and and uh, uh, you know I think what he did yesterday uh, specifically is uh, very significant. Well, I understand. I understand the urgency. I understand the desire yes, to see if we can throw in as many stop gaps as possible to protect women, to protect uh, young girls in, in many of these cases. Right. And uh, there are moves being made along those lines. This emergency uh, health declaration, I think, is going to go a long way. I think there's one thing that he still could do that he hasn't yet embraced or announced. However, th- you can never say never. I think he should allow doctors on military bases. I think he should should allow mm-hmm. doctors in, in federal buildings uh, in these gulag states, and I say gulag states deliberately, forced yes. labor. <laughs> That's, yes. Gulags yeah. are forced labor camps. And mm-hmm. in, a, in another sense of the term labor, these are mm-hmm. forced labor states. So gulag right. states, I think, applies. So in these gulag states, you allow doctors, whether they're federal doctors, whether they're private practice doctors, to perform abortions in cases of rape and incest, certainly uh, medical emergency. And the way that can happen is the Hyde Amendment, which has been handcuffing uh, to a lot of positive legislation along these lines. You can't have federal funds going toward abortion services. Well, there are exceptions for rape, incest, and medical emergencies. 
in the Hyde Amendment. Right. You can still use federal funds to pay for abortions in those cases. And so at the very least, you can take that sort of action with doctors giving abortion services on military bases, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, while not trampling the Hyde Amendment. And I think working toward repealing the Hyde Amendment in the long run, I think, would be a positive thing, too. So when it comes to sexual assault victims, especially young girls, this case in Ohio with this 10-year-old girl, oh a God, perfect yeah. example, there are many, many more of those sorts of cases that are going to happen on down the line as we move forward in time. Mm-hmm. And... This plan, I think, could alleviate that. He just needs to pull the trigger. He just needs to be able to make that decision and set up whatever process needs to be set up yeah. in order to I've make heard that a lot happen. Of, yeah. I've heard a lot of people call for that, and uh, you know, I, uh, that, that would be helpful. I'm also encouraged by the private efforts, the, the idea of an offshore ship in federal waters in yes. the Gulf uh, to serve the women of the Gulf Coast states. Uh, uh, just to uh, ferry them out to the to the ship, and mm-hmm. uh, there are complete medical facilities there, uh, the best medical care, uh, and so it's it's heartening to see this kind of resistance. People are uh, doing workarounds. A, a drug company in France asks the FDA in the in the U.S. to okay an over the counter uh, birth control pill, arguing that uh, women know the risks uh, and know their mm-hmm. own risks well enough to manage this themselves and shouldn't need a prescription. Uh, uh, so a lot of things are being done to try to circumvent the draconian measures that are being taken in those gulag yeah, states. Yeah, I mean, it's you look at stories like this, like this uh, floating abortion clinic in the Gulf of Mexico that this, right, right. this doctor's going to be setting up, which is a great idea. And, and you look at this and go, well, okay, this is going to be a good solution for a lot of people. But at the same time, it's sad and upsetting that it, it has it's to come down to like pirate right. radio for abortions, like right. setting up offshore abortion clinics, like you would store your money in an offshore checking account or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's just a shame. That yeah, it has to be that way. Exactly. Uh, so on one hand, it is depressing. On the other hand, it's heartening because it provides uh, hope that people are, are finding legitimate ways around this uh, uh, to allow women to get the health care they need. Yeah, and the uh, the chilling aspect of this is as we look for workarounds and there will be more workarounds coming in the uh, months and years uh, in the future oh yes but the other thing is as we concoct more workarounds you can bet on the fact that the republicans will find ways to block those workarounds, to pass laws preventing those workarounds. And there's going to be a federalism issue, obviously, between federal law and state law. You have the supremacy clause that gives priority to federal law. But, you know, you're going to have a fierce battle in the courts over some of these things. But I imagine at some point, if they get to this, and there's nothing to indicate that their zealotry is waning after this decision, they are getting more overzealous as time goes on. I'm talking about the anti-abortion crowd. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be I surprised know. if at some point they start setting up checkpoints at the state borders. They'd like to. Yeah. I mean, if you play this out over a long enough timeline, they're going to have to confine pregnant women to their state. They're doing it statutorily at this point. They're trying to pass laws making it illegal for you to travel over state lines to get abortion services. At what point do they just say, no, you can't leave the state? It seems like that that would be on the horizon. And I've been known to uh, extrapolate out into these forecasts that get kind of wild, but man, this one... I think it's possible. I, it, exactly, and that's the key word. It is possible. In fact, it's probable if they're allowed to 
retain or gain power. And that's yeah. why it's on all of us, uh, everyone listening and, and those who are our friends, to tell everyone we know what the stakes mm -hmm. are in this upcoming election. Uh, I see uh, in Bellwether, Ohio, for example, yeah. uh, there's been a, a, at least a seven-point swing toward Democrats. Uh, Democrat numbers are coming up. Republican numbers are going down. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of it is the, the road decision and this Supreme Court in general and the feeling that things have just gotten completely out of hand. Uh, I hope this is motivation. I know there's a, a lot. You know, we've got 64% of Democrats saying they, they'd rather someone other than Biden was running in the next election. That's not good. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think we can motivate voters and get them to the polls over issues, including abortion. Yeah, things are looking good uh, poll-wise right now. Uh, I think so. Certainly picking up for Democrats nationwide, at least in terms of the uh, national preference polls. That's good. State by state, things are looking okay. Obviously, the big warning is always don't get happy, and I have a new drop-in for that. Do not get happy! I don't know if I'll keep, I don't know if I'll keep using <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, no, what... yeah, keep that one. I like that. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah. a, that's a lacrosse coach named Andy Towers who was yelling at his... Uh, his players to not get happy. Do not get happy. Yeah, please don't. Um, but, you know, speaking of elections, there was another thing that I was thinking about during my break when I should have been resting and on vacation, but instead right. I still engage. See, that's what happens when you love what you do. When you uh -huh. have free time, you kind of keep doing it. Uh -huh. <laughs> that was me the whole time. If you were on Twitter, you know that. Um, but one of the things I thought about is the fact that a lot of these gulag states, a lot of these red states, still have ballot initiatives. And in fact, Arizona, mm -hmm. there was a ballot initiative that was working its way through trying to collect signatures to get, uh, you know, legalization of abortion services passed in Arizona just through a ballot initiative. We don't have to wait for the trifectas to go away, the Republican trifecta. We don't have to wait for Democrats to seize uh, state legislatures and governor's mansions. I mean, obviously, that would be ideal. Would help, yeah. But what we can do, at least uh, and especially in the near term, is mm -hmm. start collecting signatures for ballot initiatives that would pass uh, uh, not only state laws, but also state constitutional amendments. And you can do this just by collecting signatures. You get your friends together, you collect uh, however many signatures are required in your state, and then uh, an initiative goes on the ballot, and then if there's public support for it, and there's no reason to believe that public support is weak uh, when it comes to this. All the polls show that there's uh, you know super majority support for continued legalization of abortion. And so there's a possibility that some of this shit could get rolled back just using ballot initiatives. You don't want to go to all that work only to have it thrown out. So Google what the, the regulations are and the procedure is in your state yeah. for gathering ballots that will actually count for something. Do a Google search. Here's the, the search terms. States with initiative or referendum on the website Ballotpedia. That's B-A-L-L-O-T-P-E-D-I-A. -L -L -E it's like Wikipedia for politics. Right. Mm -hmm. And the page I'm looking at here has all the states listed that have ballot initiatives uh, legal in their state. And then the number of signatures that are required to do uh -huh. that. And Excellent. so, for example, in Arizona, you need... 
356,000 signatures mm. to get either a constitutional amendment or a statute or a referendum, which actually can veto existing mm -hmm. law mm -hmm. uh, on the ballot. So 356,000 signatures, or I think for a statute, it's 273,000 signatures. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, the people who are collecting signatures there came up short for this current midterm ballot, but they're they're working towards frantically working towards the next election uh, for this. And remember, you know, look, the Republicans took 50 years to roll back these human rights. And, you know, hopefully it won't take 50 years for us to restore them. Hopefully it'll happen a lot sooner than that. But we have to start thinking in terms of long-term goals, what's achievable, what we can do ourselves. Don't wait for some Pied Piper to lead us down the road. In a democracy, we all take the initiative as the people who control the government. We, the people, control the government. And if we get out in numbers large enough, then we can make a positive difference when it comes to ballot initiatives, when it comes to midterm elections, and on down the line. We just have to it, want it badly enough. You know, you, you're kind of like the ghost of Christmas future showing us... <laughs> You know, showing us a future, and and uh, you know, you have to remember Scrooge's line: "Are these things that might be, or things that will be?" Yeah. And that, as it was the, with the case with Scrooge, is on us. Uh, mm -hmm. It is on us to decide whether these terrible, very real things that we now know can happen because we've seen them. Yeah, uh, we'd only heard about them as threats before. Now we've seen what what the what the fascists will actually do. Uh, now that we have, uh, it's on us uh, to decide whether. Whether that is the future that will be or only might be yeah. if we don't act appropriately. And look, I get it. I know a lot of people need to be inspired by leadership in order to take democratic participatory action. But, you know, sometimes, and there are lots of Democrats to latch on to along those lines. See also Better O'Rourke, uh, Pete yes. Buttigieg, uh, Eric Swalwell is another one. Who, yes. Uh, uh, Mallory McMorrow is another one. So you can find the inspiring leaders. They are there. You just have to look for them, unfold your arms, mm -hmm. step away from the corner of the room, and start to look around, and you may find something that, uh, that you I, like. I wish, yeah. I wish I could reach the progressives who are so unhappy with Biden, they're either thinking about not voting or not not participating in yeah. some way. Uh, you're only hurting yourself. You're, you're helping the Republicans uh, by doing this. Yes, it may be that we need younger leadership. In fact, uh, it is. And, and yeah. it is also true that we need new leadership. Uh, agreed. But right now we're fighting for democracy. Yeah. So rather than uh, establish our usual circular firing squad, let's actually join together for just a little while for just the 115 days between now and the primary can we please come together to defeat the republicans i don't mm -hmm. care you know I, I see all the problems with the democratic party i'm i'm not blind to those things me too but i see i see what the republicans really are right here and now mm -hmm. uh, and and how they've changed and what they've become and i know that they must be stopped so although you may not like something about the democratic party or about joe biden or about the democrats on Capitol Hill. It doesn't really matter if you don't like them right now. Right now, we have a job to do. We have an election to win. And as Bob points out at the top of the show, we have 115 days to do it. And by the way, you never saw two years into the Trump administration, Republicans saying, hey, you know what? We might want to dump Trump for 2020 and maybe bring in someone younger and who's right. more stable personality-wise and character-wise, who knows things and you, has knowledge. You know, you made a good, you made a good historical 
a comparison to uh, Lyndon Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Lyndon Johnson was kind of hectored out of running again in 68. And, yeah, there were there was an assassination in there. Robert Kennedy got assassinated. He mm-hmm. may have won in 68, but he was assassinated. And right. what ended up happening was we got Richard Nixon. So we got to be very, very careful about unforeseen circumstances. And speaking right. of unforeseen circumstances, I, before yes. we leave the abortion topic, I just I wanted to mention a couple of things that have popped up. And they're, they're not huge stories, but I found them interesting in terms okay. of how it affects public life. The, the first one just was a very simple explanation. There was a woman who was pulled over in an HOV lane. Oh, yes. Pregnant uh, in uh-huh. a state where they have the fetal personhood law. And she was pulled over for only being one person in the HOV lane. Of course, since she was pregnant and that fetus is now considered a person in that state. Right. She fancied herself to be two people. Right? And so she shouldn't have gotten the ticket. She shouldn't have been pulled over. She's two people. Law obeyed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, again, these are things that they don't necessarily think through. The other thing is, I saw this story uh, a couple of days ago in the Washington Post. Infant mortality rates in the state of Alabama now exceed the infant mortality rate in Afghanistan. That makes sense. That's thanks to the Dobbs decision and Alabama's Human Life Protection Act adopted in 2019. Every fertilized egg that self-aborts would count as the death of a young human being. Mm -hmm. By this reckoning, the mortality rates of the youngest people in Alabama increased from 9 per 1,000 before Dobbs to 319 per 1,000. By comparison, the world's highest rate, which is in Afghanistan, is just 105 per wow. 1,000. So Alabama... You, remember, three, yeah. you, you may remember there were conservative movements a few years back before any of this happened to, uh, to, to try to establish uh, to, uh, death certificates for yep. uh, these fetuses and to even to go so far as to set up uh, burial markers for them. And the good news here is that the Senate Democrats are planning to introduce a bill that would protect travel for abortion care. Mm-hmm. This isn't necessarily like codifying Roe. So this could be enough of a gray area to get you know Joe Manchin to support some sort of carve out. I have no hope whatsoever when it comes to carving out the filibuster. So I have no idea if this is going to pass. Probably won't. But it's a good idea. I mean, at the very least... Beat the hell out of that supremacy clause. Use it as much as you can. We can't remind our fellow uh, Democratic voters often enough, uh, as you have said before, the Democratic-controlled House has given you everything you have asked for. It is not their fault. They cannot help it that those things were not even considered, much less adopted by the Senate. So uh, where we don't have control, because we've got Manchin and Cinema holding us back, Mm -hmm. uh, that's why we need... And I'm very optimistic, by the way, that we are going to keep the Senate and maybe make some gains there that will make a difference. We certainly can try. There, There are some... Some very vulnerable Republican Senate candidates out there. <laughs> Hi, yeah, Herschel. Uh, yeah. And, and they're, they're very vulnerable. And, and uh, I think we can uh, really get better control of the Senate. I, I fear that we're going to lose the House to the likes of Sarah Palin. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's very important that we remind people what the Democratic 
Democratic-controlled House has done and why it needs to be not only the Democrat control kept, but expanded. That's the ironical nature of the gerrymander, Buzz, is that uh, the House Democrats have passed everything that we've wanted everything that we've asked for i mean by and large i mean they've passed everything for the from the for the people act on down to codifying row and everything in between they've done all the things and the great irony is the senate is the place where that shit gets blocked but yet it looks like the democrats are going to expand a majority in the senate possibly don't get happy but lose the majority in the house right, even though right. the house has done all the things including impeached donald trump Twice. 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 And we're like, oh, fuck you, House members. God damn you, House Democrats. Why haven't you done more? <laughs> I never, I never will understand that uh, that irony, that cruel, no. cruel irony. There it is. We uh, got to fix that or we're going to lose. The Republicans are going to win. And all those horrible things you predicted will, in fact, come true unless we get off our freaking asses and vote and take people with us and get this done. Yes. It's too close. It's too scary. It's too big and too important not to do this, and uh, you know the number of days. Well, in a second, (laughs) at long last, after two weeks off, I get to talk about Patsy Baloney. One of my favorite things from that two oh, weeks off. I just now Pat got Cipollone. that. Yeah, yeah. I just now got that. Pat, Pat, Patsy Baloney. Pat Cipollone, yeah, yeah. whose name came up on the closed captioning during the Cassidy Hutchinson testimony <laughs> as Patsy Baloney. God oh, bless you. Is, God bless you, is, closed caption people. This happens to me with Siri all the time. <laughs> and I can't not hear that. Every time I hear... Pat Cipollone, I hear Patsy Baloney. <laughs> Patsy Baloney, I love it. I perfect, love it. perfect, Thank perfect. You. So we're going to talk about him, gift. yeah, and uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, what's happening at today's Good. hearing, uh, filthy, filthy Steve Bannon and his many, many <laughs> weird liver spots. Jesus Christ, get that guy. Holy shit. I mean, obviously, get him to a shower, uh, but also, is he aware of dermatology? Does he <laughs> no. know that they exist? I don't. I don't think so. I, I was terrified today to learn that uh, Steve Bannon and I are the same age. Holy shit! Yeah. And, wow. That's uh, uh, at least according to my wife. He looks much worse. <laughs> so. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. He looks like a wad of gum that's stuck to the floor of a taxi <laughs> cab. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Well. Okay. So I spent part of my vacation. You know this, Buzz. I spent part of my vacation yeah. completely freaking out. I know Kimberly I know. says on her show all the time, "I'm freaking out." Well, I was freaking out uh, about the Patreon page. Usually at the end of every month, we get like a handful of declined payments due to either expired cards, you know the drill, expired cards or people just run out of money on their credit card or whatever. But this time, yeah, we had three times as many declines as normal. I guess that should get one of these. Yeah. A massive number of declines that rewound our total number of subscribers Back to October of 2021. I, I'm going to so, go out on a limb. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's not right. No, it's not. Something, there was a glitch <laughs> in the system. I think we yes. uh, threw a gasket or something like that, blew a fuse. But suffice to say, it was devastating. Right smack in the middle of my break, suddenly I'm like, oh shit, do people not like me anymore? Is that what's yeah. going on here? Am I said that? That is I- the first thing we think. People need to know that is the first thing we think when you go <laughs> yes. away. Uh, it yeah. was that, and then the second thing I thought was, 
did I get some nomenclature incorrect at some point? Did I say the wrong word about something? And then everyone went, ah, fuck that guy. We're bailing out. <laughs> so, th- I mean, that's what goes through my head. So I'm ruminating over that. I'm stressing over that. Sure, and I know. I, maybe it was a glitch with Patreon. Maybe it was just the number of people. Maybe it was that I was on vacation and people said, well, well he's on vacation. We're going to bail out now. Right. I don't know what it was, but now we have to make up for it. So I'm calling on those of you who aren't signed up yet to go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Very easy to remember, bobseskashow.com. Sign up for at least $5 a month on our Patreon page. If you can sign up for more, well, even better. Plus, uh, you're going to get our Shadow Docket bonus shows every Tuesday and Thursday. You're going to get access to the Patreon app where you can listen to the shows, including our bonus shows. You can get alerts on your phone when a new show drops. Plus, you get access to our wonderful comment sections with all of our amazing subscribers on our Patreon page, all for just pennies per show. Again, sign up at bobseskashow.com because I am deeply, deeply insecure. And, and Bob, <laughs> Bob, I want to, if I can just yeah. have this for a moment here. Sure. It's, it's Bob's birthday. Yes! Uh, and I can't think of a better gift than to give yourself or someone else's subscription. Look at the money you've saved this month on gas. <laughs> and gas prices have come down. Other prices are starting to do the same. Right, right. Uh, if, if you've got a little extra something there, uh, help out this show. Support this sort of independent effort. And uh, and uh, if you really like it, make it a gift for somebody else. Uh, I think everybody, including we, will be very glad. Yeah. Yep, yep. $5 per month is all it takes to get the Shadow Docket bonus shows, two of those per week, and uh, all the other goodies that go along with being a Patreon member. Help us rebuild after losing so many of our subscribers to... Build back better. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, do that right now, bobseskashow.com, and we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. All time favorites all day long. Dog Days of Summer here on the show with uh, The Die. One of our faves here on the show, The Die, D-Y-E. Is that how you spell that? Interesting. Yeah, a song called Summer. 
from uh, Painting the New Light. Uh, Painting the New Night is the name of the album. The Thediesound.bandcamp.com. Link in the description to support all of our independent bands here on the show. Again, the uh, the Thedisound.bandcamp.com and bobsuska.com slash music to submit your stuff to the show. They Thank you for doing do have that. A, they, they do have a sound. Uh, they're very interesting, very unique. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. Very much like, I would say, like mid-70s Jefferson Airplane. Somewhere uh-huh. in there. It's got that vibe to it. It's got that throwback vibe that I really, really like. Okay. Yeah. So uh, one of my favorite stories of the day so far is that Trump's rally in North Carolina has been canceled due to quote unquote unforeseen circumstances and those unforeseen circumstances. Ha 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 ha. Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka have been ordered to testify to Letitia James's office on Friday. That yeah. Day. Yeah. And that's not, you know, you'd think that, okay, that's your favorite part of the story, Bob, but no, no, wait, no, there's more, there's more still more things. Uh, not only do they have to go and testify to Letitia James on Friday, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, tickets were sold. These are not free Trump rallies. These are not Trump campaign rallies. No, this where, is how he makes his grift now, how yeah. he makes his money. You know? Right. If you got a red hat, you go in for free. It's not that, not anymore. These are, quote-unquote, motivational speaking engagements right. that you have to pay to attend. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I think for like 10 bucks, you get to watch the rally from an overflow room. So you uh-huh. for $10 a ticket, you can watch Donald Trump on television nearby. That's how uh-huh. much of a grift it is. But and get COVID at the same time. Exactly. Bonus. So, But that's not the best part. What? So, some tickets, the highest price tickets, were sold at $3,900, oh $3,995 a pop. I think that level gets you a well, meet and greet with Don Jr. But, Bob, at yeah. least they get their money back now that the, the rally's been canceled, right? Nope. <laughs> nope. No refunds available. No refunds. That's my favorite part of the story. Of course there are no refunds. As Gordon Liddy used to say, ye suckers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> my favorite story of the day. By the way, speaking of uh, speaking of Gordon Liddy, guess who's oh, going to yeah. be on tomorrow's interview show? Oh, I'm so excited about oh, this. Tell him. Can't wait for this. The great Robbie Pickering. He is the creator and executive producer of of Gaslit, the miniseries on stars about Martha Mitchell and John Mitchell and G. Gordon Liddy and John Dean. That is outstanding. I've got a gazillion questions for him. Oh, oh, I forgot. And uh, audience, excuse us for a moment. I told you of a question I wanted you to ask Robbie. Yeah. Uh, and it was about why he uses the picture of actor Bud Court as Harold from the movie Harold and Maude right. as, his, as his icon. But I don't want you to waste showtime with that. I thought you might ask him off the air before okay. you record. <laughs> but now that I've said it on the air, maybe you have to ask him. I don't know. Anyway, I just didn't want it to seem dumb and now it's too late, isn't it? Yeah, well, I've got... Uh, I mean, I can add that to the list. No problem. I, I have no issue adding that to the list. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there are like a million questions about the making of this series that I have to ask sure. him. Like, I, I think we're going to spend a lot of time talking. If you're if you're really into the Gordon Liddy content on the show, and I know a lot of people are, 
they're going to get a lot of Gordon Liddy content tomorrow. And part of that is going to be me uh, pushing him to do a sequel. And this is actually Kimberly's idea. Kimberly is, uh-huh. I mean, I'm getting uh, questions thrown at me left and right. People uh, begging me to talk uh, to Robbie Pickering about certain things. And one of the things is Kimberly wants to see a sequel that's just about Gordon Liddy called Liddy. Starring Shea Wiggum, who played Gordon Liddy, because uh-huh, uh-huh. she is utterly fascinated now yeah, I by know, yeah, G. Gordon yeah. Liddy. And I don't know if you saw, <laughs> I, I took a bike ride uh, downtown. I, I rode my bike into the District of Columbia uh, during the break right. and uh, rode right past the Watergate Hotel, took a little uh-huh. selfie in front of the Watergate. That was that oh, was. I fun. missed that. I didn't yeah. see that. I'll have to go find it. I thought I thought of you when I did, because <laughs> there it was. So today's hearings in the 1-6 committee, which you, people of the future, are aware of, but which we, who are still pre-hearing at this point, uh, have not heard about. Today's hearings, uh, let's see, they are connecting Donald Trump to the extremist groups. Is that what I'm to understand for today? Exactly. Yeah. As you and I are speaking right this moment, as we record this, uh, Chairman Benny Thompson is is just uh, uh, pounded the gavel, I guess, to call people to order. Okay. Uh, If I may recap, because I don't think you'll find this anywhere else. I put this together myself. I'm very proud of it. All right. Uh, It's a rundown of the hearing so far. This is our, we're two months into this now, and you know, they haven't been every day or even every week, but we've had uh, six of them. We have have had five of them so far. Today's will be the sixth. Uh, The first hearing, uh, here's what we learned. Uh, Trump incited the mob. Mm -hmm. Second hearing, Trump used lies to raise money. Mm -hmm. Third hearing, Trump's deadly pressure on Mike Pence. Fourth hearing, Trump's deadly pressure on election officials. Fifth hearing, Trump subverted the Department of Justice. Sixth hearing, and that's today's hearing, and what you have learned, people from the future, is the ties are the ties between Trump's aides, uh, the likes of of uh, Michael Flynn, for example, and uh, Sidney Powell and others, uh, the ties between Trump and those folks and these right-wing extremist militia groups uh, like the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. We may uh, may have heard today a little bit about uh, Patsy Baloney. Patsy Baloney, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there'll be more uh, about him and from him in the seventh hearing, which will be next week in prime time, and will feature uh, not only, I think, more of his testimony, possibly some of the documentarians. We now know of at least four internal documentaries that were being filled. Roger Stone had two of them on him. Uh, So there's a lot of video to see. Uh, Also uh, next week, uh, new witnesses and and probably more from Cipollone. Yeah, and of course, uh, during the break, Cassidy Hutchinson testified, which was the big like barn burner, the, the, like the mm-hmm. tentpole oh, yeah. testimony of these entire proceedings so far. Incredible information, some of which we knew ahead of time, but that didn't make it any less uh, surprising to hear. This business in the SUV with Donald Trump trying to grab the steering wheel of the SUV in order to get you know the Secret Service to take him to the Capitol building. She's like John Dean with great legs. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Liddy. Yes, indeed. Would she qualify for the Liddy, the, what was it, the Liddy Babes uh, calendar? The Gordon uh, calendar? No, then, no. Shh, that was mine. Oh, uh, okay. No, he was, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, <laughs> God, I can't remember. Oh, Packed and Stacked. He oh, did a my packed, God. He did a Packed and oh, Stacked calendar packed where and stacked. Uh, uh, women of a certain age, and I don't mean young, 
would pose in bikinis with uh, AR-15s and rifles and pistols oh, and things God. like that. And uh, those were the 12 calendar month photos that were available for sale in his fundraising uh, G. Gordon Liddy packed and stacked calendar. Packed and a, stacked. A Jesus collector's Christ. item, to be sure. I mean, it's nice that he went with older women. I think that's great, but to call them stacked and having them pose with firearms is horrifying. <laughs> but I guess he's responsible for that whole thing now because now we're plagued yeah. with it all over social media, right? Well, even at that, even back then, he had trouble getting a younger audience. So <laughs> they had to be women of a certain age. <laughs> Oh, holy shit. Well, um, the scary thing right now is that Cassidy Hutchinson has been forced to go into hiding. Uh, according yes, to, yeah, according to the New York Times, yeah, she's uh, unemployed and sequestered with family and a security detail following her testimony. This, this is a fascinating story. She was unemployed. Uh, before she uh, testified, she was yeah. unemployed from you know from before the the January sixth hearing started, mm -hmm. and she uh, got she you know then the feds knocked on her door and yeah. she knew she had to respond, and so she had no money. She was unemployed, so she got uh, the lawyer she got was paid for by Trump supporters. It was a, a Trump uh, attorney who was representing her, and uh, at a certain point, and inspired to some degree by Liz Cheney. Um, and, and by the severity of what she knew and, and what was going on, Cassidy Hutchinson bravely decided to come forward and, and tell what she knew. And, and it was revealing. She is so far the key witness. She may be supplanted with others as this goes on, but she'll never be forgotten for no. breaking the ice. And, and committee members have said, uh, in, including the Republican uh, Kinziger, have said, uh, we've had a lot more people come forward since she testified. <laughs> she, she, the dam broke. She, she yeah. broke the dam. And yeah. uh, th this is so her appearance and her testimony are huge on multiple levels. I mean, there were a lot of people who are going, yeah, you know what, this isn't shocking. We've heard this before, blah, blah, oh, yeah. blah. You know what, I think we all at some, on, on some level thought that Donald Trump behaved this way behind closed doors. Sure. And Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony confirmed all of our suspicions. It was confirmation uh -huh. that whether it's in public or behind closed, doesn't matter. Donald Trump is an impulsive, reckless child throws a fit when he doesn't get yeah. what he wants it's it was ketchup. like haven't i been saying for years now that donald trump <laughs> is the kind of guy who if he's losing in a video game he takes the video game controller and throws it across the room and storms right. off or takes right. the board game and throws it across the, the room turns it over throws yeah. the pieces all over the place that's exactly the person he is and it's just it's still amazing to me that that just that message still hasn't gotten through to the loyalist red hats. They still don't. I, oh yeah, yeah, he's completely stable. Completely. It, it it is it is some. Uh, you know, I know uh, we're looking at a poll now that says about half of Republicans say they couldn't wouldn't support Donald Trump in another yeah. run for presidency. So his numbers are eroding slowly. But we're just really getting rolling here on yeah, these yeah. January six hearings. Uh, I, I think we'll continue to see uh, more erosion, just as we did with Richard Nixon. Uh, I'm I'm pleased that a lot of things I predicted are coming true, even if they took uh, long enough to embarrass me into thinking they weren't going to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm heartened to see that, that they are and that uh, it's clear to me uh, justice is coming. I think I'm more confident now than I've ever uh -huh. been, certainly uh -huh. after the Hutchinson oh. testimony, that, that something's going to happen along these lines. There's uh, obviously other evidence that the D 
DOJ is vigorously investigating things uh, when yeah. it comes to Donald Trump's connections to uh, the insurrection and the big lie and the entire scam to cheat in the election. That, I mean, that's all on the table. I've always just tried to be empathetic with those who are have been uh, less than patient with this process or, or reasonably patient and disappointed. And uh, I was excited to see a Rocky Mountain Mike post a question yesterday. I was glad he asked <laughs> it because I knew, and here's why it's a good question, because I knew from reading it, it's, it was a question on the minds of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So he was, I felt like Rocky Mountain Mike was speaking for a lot of people in asking this question. Yeah. Well, you know, we hear that so-and-so's testimony is really going to be damaging to Donald Trump. Why is that a big deal when we've known this for seven years already? Very good question. But the answer is uh, because uh, what we, you know, knowing something, and we've all known this, there's no surprise there, except uh, there's a difference between knowing something and having evidence. Recorded testimony yeah. is evidence. Documents are evidence. So it's it's important that we're recording this evidence for history and for immediate prosecution or mm -hmm. as immediate as, as immediate as the system gets. Yeah. But uh, uh, so there's that. And then also I would have to say we have learned new things from these hearings uh, that that make a conviction much more likely, in my opinion. We've heard details of Trump uh, throwing his food and, and grabbing <laughs> the steering wheel of the SUV uh, and, and confirming what we knew in our hearts all along, but, but having that makes him appear as evil as he actually is, giving us a truer picture of the man who will be convicted for these things. And on top of that, these hearings, and I said this at the very beginning of the hearings, these hearings aren't for us. Those of us who follow politics 24 seven we're constantly on twitter and so right. on it's not for us this is for the people who only casually follow politics who need to know what we have learned over the past uh, however many uh, months and years and so because of that uh this is vitally important it's catching people up to speed mm -hmm. with all of these things plus we're getting official confirmation of some of the reports. Obviously, right. things that we knew. We knew about Cassidy. In fact, we talked about Cassidy Hutchinson and Donald Trump. I believe it was the hang. Well, maybe Mike Pence needs to be hanged, part uh, of her testimony. We right. heard about that in reporting in the New York Times a few weeks before her testimony. Right. But it's a different story altogether mm -hmm. when you hear it directly from the person who witnessed it under oath on television in front of millions and millions of viewers. It's a completely different uh, animal when we're talking about that. So that makes it immensely important. Plus now, um, following Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony, uh, Patsy Baloney has stepped up and agreed to testify. <laughs> Right. So Patsy Baloney testified, I think, for 11 hours, something like that, on Friday. Just a long, long... <laughs> it keeps getting expanded. I know, I've but... heard it go from seven to seven and a half to eight and a half, and now 11. Uh, I believe it was probably closer to seven and a half hours. There were some breaks, okay. uh, that sort of thing. But still, whether it's seven and a half or eight and a half, and I, and it was, 11 was uh, Hillary Clinton. But So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's seven, seven to eight hours this guy testified, and uh, we, we heard that he was completely cooperative okay. and that he con confirmed every single thing that uh, Cassidy said. So during that 98 hours of testimony <laughs> on Friday, I think the committee was able to get some videotape. And I think, yes. I think for people of the future listening, 
to the show. I think some Patsy Baloney clips may be appearing in today's hearing. I don't know that people, for sure. People who watched today's hearing also heard the names Steve Bannon and Michael Flynn and a lot of these people, and, and uh, uh, Sidney Powell, the attorney, yeah. and several other familiar names uh, were mentioned, uh, at least on the docket to be mentioned in today's hearing. Well, do you think uh, Steve Bannon should testify publicly or not? No. Oh, no. hell no. No, yeah. no, no, no. No, and there's some interesting insight on this. We thought, okay, well, why the hell is all this happening? You remember first uh, Steve Bannon said, well, he can't testify because Trump's invoked uh, executive privilege, and I don't want to violate that. Yeah. And uh, then uh, he got hit with uh, all kinds of criminal charges, and his trial is uh, about to start in a little less than a week now. And so at the last minute to try to get himself out of trouble, we thought uh, – he suddenly agreed to testify wow. under the condition that he'd be allowed to do so publicly, which we'll come back to because yeah. that ain't going to happen. Uh, but he, so we thought, okay, well, what's going on here? Well, one, he's trying to escape prosecution. And uh, two, uh, he and Trump, and he's still a Trump loyalist, he and Trump see this as an opportunity to get their bullshit out there yeah. in the hearing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not going to happen either. So what, what's happening here? Steve Bannon has tried two things. He's tried to escape prosecution by agreeing to testify and by... By agreeing to testify publicly, he's making an effort to get Trump's story out there, and uh, he's failed on both counts. The judge says, no, 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 we're not going to delay the trial. We're not going to change the charges. The trial is still on. Steve Bannon, you're still on trial next week. Doesn't matter that you did this last-minute thing. I don't care. You're on trial. So that, that failed miserably, and so has the effort to get this public forum to spew that bullshit. Because uh, the committee is smart enough, thankfully, not to fall for that. They will question him uh, if he expects to stay out of jail. Uh, they will question him uh, on video, uh, in private, and uh, they will share with us uh, the parts they don't think are bullshit at a later date. See, my response is nowhere near as sophisticated as that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, let's hear yours. My response is, Jesus Christ, the the witnesses so far have been ironclad, and Steve Bannon's nothing but a shit-flinging monkey. So, right, there's, right. there's my... An agent. Chaos. He's an agent of chaos. He flood the zone. Is. Flood the zone with shit. All right. That's, signal that's what, noise. Signal that's, noise. All the bullshit. That's what yeah. he. That's what he would hope to do in the hearing, and he's not going to get that either. He's not. Yeah. He set out to do two things and failed miserably at both of them. Ha ha. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing, the other bit of news to come down as far as holding Donald Trump accountable, this IRS uh -huh. business where. Uh, there were these mass uh, audits oh. that took place. I think it was 2018, 2019, including, uh, uh, who was it, McCabe and Comey. Yeah. Right. Both got thorough audits from the Massive IRS. Massive audits. Uh, Bob, the fact that uh, FBI's uh, Comey and the FBI's McCabe uh, both were audited at the same time, yeah. that's just, that's got to be a coincidence, right? No, it is <laughs> not. The odds of that happening are staggering. Um, was it like something one in it's like roughly one out of 30,000? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It could be Donald Trump, it could be someone who's a Trump loyalist inside the IRS who's doing uh -huh. this. Yeah, he, yeah, people are saying, did he have did he have someone in the IRS the way he had someone in the Justice Department? Yes, but uh, IRS Commissioner Charles Reddick is uh -huh. uh, is probably in the crosshairs on this one, so to yeah. speak. The metaphorical crosshairs, I should say. And the inspector general is going to be investigating this. So we'll find out. We'll get to the bottom of this relatively soon. But I think in the meantime, mm -hmm. Congress is also going to investigate. Another reason why we have to hustle, 
get the energy mustered up to dominate this coming up election because it's it's obviously democracy at stake it's uh, blocking this theocratic idiocracy that's taking over it's uh, preserving these investigations including the 16 committee including these investigations into Donald Trump Two, two big stakes to uh, decide to stay home and to uh, huff and puff about how the Democrats haven't given you a pony yet. Bob and I and others have spent considerable effort for some time uh, warning about uh, coming fascism. And uh, at the time when we began that effort, I think a lot of people thought uh, upon hearing that that uh, folks who say that sort of thing are crazy. But now that we've seen what the Supreme Court has done and now that we've seen what these states are doing, we know that fascism is, in fact, on the march in the United States. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can lay back and take it. Or you can stand up and fight it and crush it, which is what we need to do. And in order to crush it, you're going to need to take some folks with you. Yeah, yeah. And look, fascism doesn't necessarily destroy societies. But when you combine fascism with theocracy, which is very obviously what's happening here, that's when the entire ball game crashes and burns. I'm talking about yeah. the economy. I'm talking about livelihoods. Right. I'm talking about persecutions. I'm talking about inquisitions. We have had a history in human civilization, a history of destroying progress with theocratic takeovers of governments, of societies. And this is, it's so important that we prioritize winning as many elections by the largest uh, margins possible. Because if we don't, then we are inviting this to happen. Yes, it's a bad position to be in because we're kind of sacrificing, pushing our issues and our policy proposals Mm -hmm. in a a strange way. But Mm -hmm. we have to uh, focus on blocking the rise of fascism. And I'm going to give you an idea in terms of what the Republicans are thinking about us. Uh, So in, in a couple of minutes, we're going to talk about what Republicans are telling their people about Democrats and their solutions for this problem. And I'm not talking about fringe people like Alex Jones. I'm not talking about Fox News primetime. I'm talking about sitting members of the United States Senate, including your senator in uh, Florida, Rick Scott. This right. is kind of oh. chilling when you hear this. So we're going to talk Evil about that. Rick Scott, yes. Yeah, in just a second. Back with more show right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music.
Now the time has come to see the writing on the floor. When I finally look up, I'll know things better than before. Cause I was born for these days. I was born for these days. I was born for these days. Oh, yeah, this is FOJ, a friend of Jody. He's <laughs> one of Jody Hamilton's friends. This is a. Recording artist named Wall Singer And a song called uh, Born for These Days A wonderful track off of his uh, new EP Wallsinger.com That's W-A-H-L Wall Singer A traditional spelling of singer of course Link in the description Yeah, love this EP This is uh, my favorite track And you're going to be hearing a lot more from this EP From this uh, recording artist Wall Singer On the show Oh, love that. Okay. Also, also, he, hi, Jody. Yeah, hi, Jody. Hi, Jody Hamilton. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, turns out I was uh, correct about Carol Burnett. Turns out Carol Burnett is going to be on Breaking Bad, and I I called it. Okay. I called it. No, I've not been Breaking Bad. Not this... Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul. I said Better Call Saul. Yeah, Better Call Saul. I know. I, I've been keeping this secret for my wife. I want her to be surprised when it happens, but I knew about this too. Okay. I'm very excited. She's got her own series coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and she's going to, I can't imagine how she will fit into the uh, Better Call Saul story, but I yeah. know it'll be perfect and I can't wait. I, yeah. I, Jody uh, has been teasing me with this for like a year, and I wow. think almost right away I got it. I figured it out, and and I, it was confirmed for me when I saw Carol Burnett show up at Bob Odenkirk's uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony. I was like, oh, there, there, there she is. It was like that meme of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, there, she's gonna you know, be, and she's gonna be in Better Call Saul. That's it. And and I've I've taken a guess as to who she might end up being. And I think she's going to play. And this is just my guess. I have no... It's a guess. We don't know. We have no idea. So this Uh, isn't even a spoilers me predicting. uh, I think Carol Burnett is going to play the owner and proprietor of Best Quality Vacuum. Um, because, yeah. Perfect. Yes, the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, the cleaning lady. Exactly, because Robert Forster yeah. is gone. We lost Robert yes, Forster definitely. right after, I think, El Camino came out. Uh-huh. And so uh, they need someone else to be running that best quality vacuum place for when Kim Wexler inevitably goes into hiding. And that's another prediction. I, I guess maybe I should have given a spoiler warning, but I think uh-huh. Kim Wexler... Well, you is can't, go- it's not yeah. a spoiler if you have no idea if that's really uh, going to happen. That's true. But, but you know, uh-huh. and, and this drives me crazy because... Uh, uh, Carol Burnett is going to be great in yes. uh, both the Better Call Saul appearance and in in her new series with Kristen Wiig. Uh, yeah. Yes, and, oh my gosh! And and my question is, where has she been all this time? Uh, why haven't we been seeing? Because she never stopped being talented. She's as, yeah. uh, as smart and as funny today as she's ever been. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen her. I've seen her bantering with Rainbow Randy, uh, and and uh, so I, I, Randy Rainbow, <laughs> yeah. and I've never. Yeah, it's been a while. I haven't seen her for a while. I got the name turned around, but uh, you know, I've seen that that sort of thing, and and she's still got that spark, that magic. Yeah. And I just I feel a little cheated that we haven't seen her for a while, but I'm really excited about her coming back. Uh, we watched one of those Eunice sketches from Carolina uh, <laughs> yes, Sunday morning. Yeah. Kimberly and I were just yeah. sitting uh, family, on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were, it was the one where they play the board game sorry and it was <laughs> it was next level genius when those characters start screaming at each other there is nothing funnier and i don't know how that 
conformed to my sense of humor, but I it absolutely did. <laughs> because seeing people yell at each other at unnecessary <laughs> volumes is endlessly hilarious to me. Um, okay, what's not hilarious is this. No. Uh, what a terrible segue that was. Guys. I know, I but to, we have to have these breaks. It's okay. Yeah, it's maybe a, we'll call that a hard break. I'll edit it out in post. Oh, no. Um, here's uh, something disturbing. There was a uh, conference called the Road to Majority Policy Conference. Okay. Uh, this year's event took place uh, last month in Nashville. Three clear trends were evident. First, mm. the rhetoric of violence among movement leaders appeared to have increased significantly from the oh, already fine. alarming levels observed in previous years. Second, the theology of dominionism, that is, the belief that right-thinking Christians have a biblically-derived mandate to take control of all aspects of government and society, is now explicitly being embraced and third, the movement's key strategists were giddy about the legal arsenal that the Supreme Court had laid at their feet as they anticipated the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So this is prior to that decision being handed I down. I can think of no scarier words right now than onward Christian soldiers yeah. marching as to war. <laughs> I, oh, it's, it's, it's blood chilling at this point. Yeah, yeah. As you were saying that, I thought back to a brief conversation that we had Oh, my God, 29 years ago wow. <laughs> in your newsroom at WJFK, we were remarking on the phenomenon of happy young Christians. Oh, yes. And, and how there's nothing more annoying than a happy young Christian. Cheerful, carefree, <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yes. I just, I love that phrase, happy young Christian, because it has to fit all of those three criteria in order yes. to be super annoying. Right. They have to be happy, right. they have to be young, and they have to be Christian. Combine those three things, and it's like, yeah, what? Get out they, of my they have, they have a one-name pastor like <laughs> Pastor Dave who plays the guitar. This is your <laughs> young, happy Christians. So here's what uh, Senator Rick Scott of Florida said at the Road to Majority Policy Conference pushing for Christian dominionism. He said, quote, the backlash is coming. Just mount up and ride to the sounds of the guns and they are all over this country. It is time to take this country back. Citing the fight against Nazi Germany during the Battle of the Bulge, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson of North Carolina said, quote, we find ourselves in a pitched battle to literally save this nation. Referring to a passage from Ephesians that Christian nationalists often use to signal their militancy, he added, I don't know about you, but I got my pack on, I got my boots on, I got my helmet on. I've got on the whole armor. These people aren't fucking around. And oh, every time I see us fucking around, uh -huh. I, <laughs> I want to go, hey, listen, listen to what they're saying. They, wanna, we... they don't want to just defeat us. They want to destroy us. That is what's going on. And when I say us, I'm not just talking about liberals. I'm just talking about Democrats. I'm talking about everyone who isn't them. Right. That's what we're talking about here. And once they get in the door, they're going to close the door and barricade it behind them, not letting anyone else into office. And that's what we have to be super careful about. I hope they're already on the march. Yes. Yes. They're on the march and they've got election laws. They've got mm -hmm. uh, human rights violations. They've got all the rest of it ongoing, on tap, ready to roll. And so uh, this is something that we have to bear in mind and we have to act 
accordingly. And I'm not talking about getting into this eliminationist rhetoric. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about our belief in democracy and how democracy is... Uh, what was the Winston Churchill's phrase? It's the worst of all government systems. Forms of government, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the worst form of government except for all the others. I think that exactly. was the, the, yeah. It. yeah. We need to avail ourselves more of democratic participation because so far we're not yeah. doing it. There's yeah. a sleeping giant out there, 110 million uh, potential voters out there, and I say potential voters, who are untapped. And all we have to do is tap into them, get them registered, drive their asses to polling places to vote for Democrats, and we can stop this movement toward idiocratic theocracy. It's so important. I can't yeah, stress right. how important it is. If you think the world is nightmarish now, you can't imagine yeah. how nightmarish it will be if we don't stop this now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that uh, was happening during the break was... Uh, you know, as news got better for the Democrats, uh -huh. Fox News and the Republicans found yes. ways to turn the good news into bad Always. news. So That's the longest time, for example, right? It's, uh, well, we've got uh, huge job creation, record mm -hmm. job record. creation, record low yeah. unemployment. So right. now the word on Fox News Channel is there's an employment crisis. Where no, there are, yeah, too many unfilled positions. Too many unfilled positions. So, what's the solution there? What do we we fire a bunch of people? I don't know. I don't understand. This line uh, of attack they, is ridiculous. They were attacking uh, the, the rising gas prices, which you and I know Biden had nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with. And then uh, gas prices started falling, and they say their question: Okay, this is going to hurt the mom and pop gas stations. Yes. Why isn't Biden? Why isn't Biden protecting them? That's uh, the they will always take it's it's uh, they will always take the opposite view. They will always be obstinate. They will always be contrarian. Yep, absolutely. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense. They don't care if it doesn't make sense. If it's anti-democrat, that's right. all they need. It's like what Herschel Walker said the other day about right. the air in the United States going <laughs> over and pushing out the you see, air Bob, in China. Oh my god. You see god. Bob, the good air, we have good air in the US, they have better in China, but what's happened is the good air from the US has moved to China and has pushed out all the bad air there and pushed it over to the US. Yeah. Well, the thing is, people will vote for Herschel Walker. People will vote for Mehmet Oz. Uh -huh. Why? Because they've been told that uh, Raphael Warnock and the other Democrats running for office this year are destroying the nation and that they need, to, yeah. they need to go to war against Democrats. So if you're and a Democrat, you're automatically the enemy. It doesn't matter if your candidate, your Republican candidate, is a dumb shit. Being a dumb shit is completely irrelevant. I just don't care. But and if you don't, if you don't want to take up arms, and I know I don't, uh, what, what's our response when they take up arms uh, to organize and, and to vote in breathtaking numbers? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can stop their guns with our votes, but we have to really mean it. I still can't believe that we're sitting here talking about people taking up arms for politics, especially for a nincompoop like Donald Trump. That will always astound me. But the fact that, generally speaking, we're in a oh, place I, right now where Republicans are I talking never, about guns and shooting yeah. Democrats 
Staggering. I never thought we'd be. I couldn't imagine being in such a place. Yeah. It, it is, and we. I think it's been a while since we brought up this comparison, but it's a good deal. And you look at Giuliani and some of these other characters, and you think these are Batman villains. We're living in <laughs> Gotham City, and yes, it's it's awful. It's uh, you know the sky is always dark here now. Why is that? Well, <laughs> it's it's the Republicans. It's just mm-hmm. that simple. And yeah. you know, like I said, you can either lay down and let them run over you, and they will. Or you can get up and keep this from happening. That's absolutely right. They're coming. They're coming. Uh, and I guess we'll end on some positive news here. As good news, please, yes, positive please. news. Yeah, uh, Trump and Junior have quit the board for uh, Truth Central. Central. Truth, Truth, Truth Central. Central. Yeah, whatever uh-huh. it's called. They've quit the board, but they quit weeks before. Not one, but two investigations were launched against against Truth, Cent- Truth Central. Yeah, yeah I can't get tr- yeah. Truth. Truth, I swear Truth to God, Central. I am legitimately forgetting the name of this website. <laughs> You've done this to yourself. Truth yeah. Social, which he calls Truth Central. Yes, thank yes. you. Yeah. So not only is the Securities and Exchange Commission investigating uh, Truth Central, but also a grand jury has been impaneled to investigate hey. Truth Central. And <laughs> Trump and Junior jumped ship weeks Just, before yeah. that got underway. Days, amazing. Really. Uh, what a coincidence yeah. that they got out in time. But yeah, he's still out there pitching for it, but he's no part of it. And who did he leave in charge of it? Devin Nunes. Ah! Ye sucker. <laughs> and let's be clear about something. When Liddy would say that, the first word that he would say is ye. Y-E-E. Or Y-E. Is that, that's intentional, no, it's y- right? It's Y-E. Yes, it y-e. was. It was oh ye suckers. Oh, it's, okay. It's, it's olden speak, you see. Yeah, yeah. He used to say that about Bill Clinton voters. That's who right. he was referring to when he would say, Yes, Washington Post subscribers. That was the. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Can't wait for Robbie Hutt. Uh, Robbie, uh, who did I say? Yes, sir. Pickering. Robbie, oh, Robbie Pickering. Pickering. Thank you. Your special guest on the Wednesday interview show this week. I know. Be sure and catch it because there's going to be a lot of fun Liddy stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. So looking forward to that on Wednesday. Uh, and let's see. Oh, yeah. More to come on the Shadow Docket on our Patreon page. Whoa. Those of you with declined accounts will not <laughs> be able to hear the uh, that Shadow Docket program. Yeah. So sad. Yeah, I'm going to do some uh, uh, discussions of a uh, couple things from the vacation that I found interesting. Oh, <laughs> some observations. And uh, we're also going to talk about, um, oh, charging. Uh, the Republicans are going after charging stations for electric vehicles. Oh, we're talk about swell. that. And uh, some of the crap you weren't allowed to bring to Trump's Alaska rally with Sarah Palin <laughs> the other day. Good talk about that, too. Plus, a victory for one of the good guys, one of the normals. We'll talk about that as well Finally. on the Shatter Docket. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. That is our Patreon page. That is the website where you can support this podcast. If you like this podcast... Well, thank you for liking it. It makes me feel good. Um, what you want to do is you want to go to bobseskashow.com. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month. That's $12 a, dollar. a year. That's hardly nothing. It's his birthday. That's exactly right. I could use that dollar for my birthday. And so uh, if you sign up at a dollar a month, uh, you're not going to get any like bonus shows at a dollar a month, but you are going to have access to the comment sections. You are going to have access to the Patreon app. 
which is one of the best ways to listen to the show because you're going to get alerts on your phone. All the new episodes are going to turn up right there on your phone in order as they appear as soon as they get posted. So it's the best way to listen. Again, it's bobseskashow.com. Sign up for as little as $1 a month or you can sign up at $5 a month, $10 a month, or even $15 a month. Got it? Got it? Good. Okay. What? A favorite. I'm going to, we're going to stretch this. A favorite. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, good, good. Go. You might as well <laughs> yeah, go yeah, ahead. Sorry. Yeah. A, f- a favorite uh, ad of mine from Mad Magazine some years yeah. back, uh, it said that Jay Ward, Jay Ward wants to sell you this Bullwinkle watch for $2. Why? Because Jay Ward needs $2. <laughs> Perfect. I'm glad I'm glad we extended the show for that. So, yeah. so subscribe already. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye.